we are live. Back again. Back again. Same couch as last time. Same couch as last <laughs> Same time. Place. So what have you learned since the, the last podcast? Keeping the chill vibes. The chill vibes. Yes. I don't want to make this a hysterical, stressful podcast. I don't think anyone needs that in the morning. Even though we can be loud and we can be wild, but no, we need to keep the calm, chill, coffee talk vibe. Okay. What Fine. did you learn? I learned, okay, so I talked to a bunch of people okay. um, about this and asked them what they thought and, and so on. Mm. And one thing I realized myself when editing the first podcast was that I t- tend to talk very fast sometimes. Mm. And I do do not speak very clear. Sometimes, okay. okay, which is fine, I guess. But for me, I feel that it's a good thing to think about. So I will try to do it this podcast. But when you record yourself and you get to hear yourself on audio and video, it's terrible. That is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's that's like a good self esteem uh, blocker. <laughs> yeah, a boost. I'll, I'll, um, I mean. I was on a, another podcast just before this mm. one released, and which one was that one? Teknik Podden. It went really good. I thought it was a perfect episode. It's in Swedish, though. It was in Swedish, but I kind of realized that speaking in your native language is it does do a huge deal, even mm. though we are pretty okay at speaking English. Yeah, but Swedish is something else. Yeah, it's something like you know we speak it all the time, so mm. that's pretty much um, why I think it mm. went so much easier. And then I, I mean, working with I worked with Carl Johan before, mm. and he's just MVP at making people comfortable. Yeah, I was gonna say I felt when I listened to the podcast, it felt like you were in your <laughs> sounds so cheesy saying in your element, but you were so calm and just collected and just calm yeah and when i sit here i'm stressed out yeah now we're we're <laughs> out of here the nerves <laughs> exactly no but i think that yeah it went well well and i think that i'm super happy that people listen to the pod- podcast and that they enjoy it as well mm. i heard people using it when they are out running mm. um, and stuff like that so imagine listening to us when running yeah. i don't know if that's like the, beat? the tempo yeah, that you want? Like, no, I don't know. Pick it up. Pick it up, yeah. <laughs> I know uh, to everyone who's out running, you can do a bit faster. Come on. <laughs> I feel like it's more good morning, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Mm. <laughs> Hope the subway is good. Yes. Get your coffee. Settle in. Settle in, yes. Noise cancelling, please. Exactly. I think that, yes. But I have a question for you, actually, that I. Go realized or not realized that i came up with the other day mm. if you mm. would get a job offer from apple from apple apple okay would you take it it's well, a pretty vague question yeah right? i was gonna say i was like what is it what's the role what's yes. the title what's the salary benefits i want to know the whole thing just because they're apple i wouldn't say yes no because i thought about this but i watched the apple event that was mm. this week the new uh, when they, yeah when it released the new iphones mm. And I always been like an Apple fanboy. I have been have using iPhone since iPhone five, I think, or something. And it's iPhone fifteen now, so it's it's been a while. <laughs> I use MacBook, I use Apple Watch, everything. Mm. And I asked that question to myself: that would I 
join them if mm. they asked me to to join the company yeah and my quick answer was yes and then i realized okay but why what why made what made me want to work for apple right and i came up with a few <clears throat> things that i want to bring up here and one of the things is they have fantastic products right i agree. and not only like they're cool the brand is cool but it's actually a fantastic product so like I use the Apple Watch on a daily basis. I use my iPhone, everything. And I think it's, it's well built. Mm, 100%. And it got easy to use. Easy to use. Got functions that is just terrific to use mm. on a daily basis. And the second one is that when I put on the, the, the when the event started, they show a video of uh, someone like celebrating birthday mm. and they had like Apple Watches and stuff like that. And it was very emotional. Mm. So it's very like, not it like it reminds you of you know, all these good times when you celebrate stuff and mm-hmm. with your um your mom and dad and grandparents and stuff and i think that one of one of the things that i realized that people sometimes forget when it comes to employee branding is that we need to work on emotions as well and they do that in product but they also do that when it comes to uh, their employee branding i think that apple is very very well on <laughs> making a product and then tell a story around it to earn a lot of more money because they have a higher price mm. like it's a premium quality and i think that is something that also attracted me like this you know this feeling you get when you see the brand when you hear them talk about it is uh, mm. something that makes me very intrigued and i want to yes this is nice then they had another video which was super cringe i don't know if you've seen it they have like <laughs> no. sustainable video which was it was not the best but i mean still they talk <laughs> they can't w- be perfect can they w- when they talked about <laughs> sustainability they talked right. about it in another way that usually because usually companies like this is our numbers this is what we're gonna yeah. do they told a story around it and all that stuff so it's it's very interesting how apple is doing something which is mm-hmm. not it's not rocket science at all but they are actually very successful at I, they have great people then they probably can pay great salaries they have a super super cool office in uh in uh, what uh, have you been or have you just seen no, content see, I, from it? I was just I, I, have to ask no, that. No, 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 I don't have been there. They invited me. No. <laughs> I um, was there as a keynote speaker once. No, but actually, so it's um, it's super cool. It's like mm-hmm. it's called Apple Park and it's super nice. And I think mm-hmm. they have like a lot of nice benefits and stuff like that in San Francisco than what I'm talking about now. So the conclusion I made from all of this is that hell yeah i would join apple um and not just because they're like the biggest company in the world pretty much uh, mm. but also because they do great stuff i mean mm. their stuff helps people that maybe not be able to write or whatever mm. and the watch helps people with diseases and stuff so it's i mean and that feel like mm. that's something i want to work with, with with as well like having a greater purpose when i work then they you have a good salary and stuff like that that's already counted in kind of mm. but still but I also feel like you might be the perfect candidate for Apple in the sense that you are educated, yeah. you're invested, yeah. you have probably looked into every single Apple product that they have because you're also a user. Exactly. So you have already opt in for the product brand, yeah. but then they have helped you navigate in the entire Apple story about themselves because their storytelling is fantastic and the ads that they do for product insane so I mean you are the perfect candidate in the sense that you're taking the time 
to fully invest in the company before you have even applied. Do you know what I mean? So when you are, for example, applying for a job, you can basically talk from, from a place where you already know them to the point where it's more like you can actually bring value into that Recruit, um, recruitment process and that conversation and not just saying so Apple tell me about um, what is it like to work here or what have you been up to the last 10 years what's the purpose of your product so you already, already know, know. Yeah. and you know because you one are interested yes. like you have an interest in the products yourself yeah. but they have shown the content they have exactly. built their pages in a storytelling way so that you will just stay on their page click to the next one and not feel like you want to opt out yes and isn't that like the essence of great employee branding i was gonna say but that brings me to the question because i think we might have gone a little ahead of ourselves with the previous episode just we getting very, right we, in there we were very excited so we we're so excited but we need to also take it back a step yeah and i think i sometimes when people are like okay define this define that define this i can get a little bit boring but i'm just curious to hear what employer branding means to you yeah. how do you define it because if we do have some sort of definition that we can move around yeah then we can build on and the audience can understand on what do we talk about really exactly and I think that's a super good question, Sophia. Thank you. Uh-huh. Wow, thank you for having me. Uh, no, <laughs> but I, I actually saw this morning when I was on my way to your place that someone uploaded a post on LinkedIn saying it's not shouldn't be called employer branding, it should be called employer brand management or something. Okay. And I didn't read the full post, but there's some like it's that's the right definition. Some people call it it should be employee branding and like, you know yeah. all that stuff it's it's very um in swedish it's shirt barn har många namn um and <laughs> yes. i think that uh, like when i talk to people about what what i do what we do i say employee branding because it's just easier for people to understand it's basically the same as digital marketing yeah digital marketing is a lot of things mm. but then also it could be niched into SEO or whatever and same as employee branding you know you have employee branding but you also have recruit marketing right for when you want to push campaigns you want to uh, promote specific jobs whatever and then you have like the more strategic brand management like mm. it's for me employee branding is everything that is related to like hiring um, and I'm not gonna maybe not hiring but like attracting people to mm. your I think talent attraction is a good word for that because mm. it's basically it's not just promoting people or making videos it's also about making sure people like it at the company you are and stuff mm. like that so mm. i think that's my definition i don't know if it was a very good definition it wasn't a definition but i think that's what's <laughs> what but i think about it exactly and i think we don't need to have like a you can ask chat GPT exactly. let's be honest and then yeah. you ask it again to make it shorter exactly. and there you go <laughs> but to me I I don't have a set definition either but what I do think employer means to me is really that I see the whole journey like the whole candidate and employee journey when I talk about employer branding I talk about the external and the internal employer branding what that means to me is that everything starts with or actually could start with internal but let's start with external part because what i see is that you as a company you have a set of things 
that makes people join your company and also what you can offer them. So say, for example, benefits, salary, position itself, location, etc., etc. But then you have the fundamental things that makes people stay. Exactly. And those are two key components in order for you to guide your employer brand in a sense. And what that means is that from those parts, you can actually start creating content that attracts people to add to your culture, so culture ads, but you can also attract them with the right skill sets needed for your company really to grow, but also for, for the current need in that position, for example. So we use those components in order to attract people that can fit into the culture, add to the culture, add to the skill set, skill sets that we need in the in the company. But then they get all excited in a recruitment process. And you really feel when you sign the contract that this is going to be fantastic and I'm so ready to change my life as a candidate, but also as a company you're like, "Yes. We got that digital marketing person who can actually help us elevate our brand even more even further to build on that storytelling emotion all of those things but then it's very important to me that the internal brand becomes your best friend here so once you've done the hiring you've attracted the person you have connected on all the parts needed for the job then it comes to the internal brand and that's where it's so important to keep the momentum And that's where you really, as a company, you have to walk your talk. So all the things that you've been promising, the two components that I mentioned in the beginning, they need to be true. Because this is when the people come in on their first day and they get to see you for who you are. And if you did not do a good job with promoting that in a truthful, let's say authentic, (laughs) authentic way, um, that's gonna be a mismatch. So in order for me to actually see the whole journey I need to bring in the two parts of internal and external because it's all about keeping the momentum keeping the engagement keeping the excitement but also the transparency of what is it really like to work there and if that's called employer branding talent attraction engagement experience design experience design never heard that let's go for that then no but it's all about your experience and it's all about how do you how do you make people come together bring different mindset that diversity mindset Mm -hmm. into things Mm -hmm. and then we can keep building for a greater future but in order to even get to that part that's when you need to start creating content so to me employer branding is also very much about the content creation part and how do you actually you might have a great culture. You talked a little bit about this in the last episode. So one might have a great company culture. You might be doing fantastic things. Your employees are happy, clappy. You have fantastic coffee, all of those things. But if you're not telling anyone, how gonna how are they gonna know? Exactly, and maybe word of mouth. Because if you love your job, you tell your friends and family. That's true. All of those things. But if the company can also boost that. The uh, word of mouth, that's already going. You have your brand ambassadors going, but then you also need to, for example, have some sort of page where people can actually land and understand more about who you are as an employer. And I think that word of mouth mouth is great, but also having 
you know, you want to attract different people as well. You don't want to mm. just attract people's best friends. No, 100%. You want to have the diversity in company. You want to, when you expand across, uh, I don't know, into, into the US or whatever, mm. if you're a Swedish company, you want mm. to be able to attract people there. It's, you want, content is a very good way of just showing the great culture that you have mm. and showing that you actually have real people working at your company. It's not just actors and um, stuff like that. It's yeah. like real people. And I think that is something that a lot of company, they think that they have to be perfect when they make uh, content. Companies think so. Yeah, companies right, think so. Right, yeah. right, right. And I polished think like we and everything. Yeah, we need to be polished. It needs to be great. You know, we have to be like this perfect... Uh, um, charismatic person mm. that you know actually is you know super good and i think that just <laughs> take like normal people because in the, in the end we are normal people all of, all of we're us we're just people exactly and we <laughs> don't want to be like, if you see someone that is like perfect i think that <laughs> you would be a bit maybe afraid even like okay is mm. this only people who work here if you only see perfect people mm. and i think that when i create content for people for clients I think it's important not to sometimes I script stuff but sometimes mm. usually I do like asking them real questions and then just have a conversation I think you do the same yeah and that's super powerful because you also get the things when it's not perfect mm. and if you include that you actually show that these are humans it's not just perfect polished people mm. you can actually be the person you want to be here you are nervous when you record a video you yeah. are like that's how it is and I think that's super powerful. I think a lot of companies, especially big ones, forget that. Yeah, because they want to portray that perfect image outwards. Mm -hmm. um. And I, that's a problem. I think that we need to, I think that's why we have this podcast also, is that to kind of make sure, not make sure, but showcase and talk about the employer branding is a lot about the imperfections as well. 100% and I think just like you said we're doing this podcast also as an experiment that this is something that for example a company could do 100%. as a part of their employer branding strategy just have two employees it could be the same it could be different ones whatever you want to do but have them sit down and have a conversation exactly and just be chill I mean it doesn't have to be this fancy um, studio or whatever no. and I think <laughs> I was actually thinking about <laughs> what this. do you mean this is a fancy <laughs> studio right here <laughs> your apartment's really nice uh, but I actually thought about this when on the way here as well that what if we, in the future uh, we could have a studio mm. but would it be the same I mean may, we could probably make it look nice and cozy and all that stuff but it's kind of one of the things that we want to have like with this podcast and I think that a lot of people enjoy with this podcast mm. also is that it's just two random people mm sitting in a sofa chatting with great audio yes that's a big part though the great <laughs> audio part let's not forget about that one like you can't <laughs> i listened to a podcast uh a swedish like it's two comedians having it yeah. and they talked about boys in their 20s starting a podcast buying the most expensive audio and i was like fuck that's me <laughs> <laughs> you're like damn but i was so, uh, so yeah i was like okay i'm one of these guys now fuck <laughs> own it yes own it um no, you know what I was just thinking now when we're talking about podcast and that it could be a part of the content strategy as an employer brand person in a company. What if, I mean, everything depends on your office setting, yeah. but say, for example, that you have, you, you just place 
a couch in the middle of the office. Like, not closed doors, none of that. You're in the middle of the thing. Put two people in there, just like you and I right now. Two mics. Two mics. And then you just start talking. And you get to see also with, like, people coming in, like, good morning. Yeah, I know the coffee thing. It doesn't work, but we'll have someone come over. Okay, have a good day. I'll talk to you later. Oh, by the way, the meeting. Okay. And actually why we are here today. But you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. get to see the entire you thing. Know, like, the, all, like, the daily people like the, who they are actually are not exactly yeah. and the interactions of that like good morning like we we say good morning to one another we do Perfect. yeah we do that's yeah. great to have in in that part that that's actually a behavior endorsed in the company <gasps> that we say hi to everyone coming in whatever <laughs> giving away free ideas here that's good oh that's very yes, generous giving away everything no but i agree i think that's that's a really fun idea to just put up some mics maybe a camera a couch and then just like Sweet. Can we have Sweet sponsor? Yes, Sweet. If you're listening, uh, we really want you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you can say. It. Would you take a job at Sweet? <laughs> I would. You would. That's when I say just yes. because you like fancy couches. They're not. They're fancy, but they're more fancy than that. But it's just their fabrics and the. But the once setting. again, that, yeah. But that's really interesting because it's once again, it's a lot about the product, and I think Hundreds. we shouldn't estimate how. You need to have a, an actual interesting product if you want mm. to attract people or a bigger purpose. Mm. Um, yeah, but back to... Um, <laughs> back to it. And back it to the couch. Back to the couch. I can't really remember what we were talking about. Talk but The free content ideas. The free content. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. To record something like that and just let it go and then mm. cut out the best pieces. I think that uh, something that is a smart way to do. And I think... You guys, Ben, look, mm. when I think you worked at Logic Games mm. back then. You did one thing with Klarna. Yes, they uh, put a studio up in their yeah, kickoff. Yeah, event. exactly. You just put up like cameras and mics, and people came there and like talked about, uh, you know, sh shit. Like there was nothing like actually, in maybe not the interesting. Like there's like Klarna is great. Uh, this is what mm. I had to breakfast. You know, mm. stuff like that. It was very chill and very mm. easygoing, mm. and. I, I I love that video because I thought it was really like nice. It was some like kick to it, mm. and I actually stole that idea straight off uh, for the company I worked back then at, at Ants, and we did a mm. similar thing. Mm. So I mean, it's kudos to Ben and Amir. Kudos, yeah, I love that video. Um, it's super nice. Yeah, we maybe we can include it in the description. So yeah, I think people need to see it. Actually, yeah. it's a great video, and it was. I just remember when they planned for that video they were like we're gonna go to Klarna's event yeah what should we do how do you capture an event so that's another thing that maybe we can come into talk about content like going to events yeah what should you do what setup should you bring who should you talk, talk to? to how do you talk to them how, how do you make, talk to yeah. them how do you capture what happened without making just a wait 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 we went to event like i mean yeah it's <laughs> Uh, that's one of the on most the boring things that can happen <laughs> yeah. in, in, in uh, companies like we're having a conference or whatever and then it's just shit it's like super boring to maybe it's interesting Plus, for the people. it's so inside out yeah but exactly it's interesting for the people working there probably and yeah to see like, recaps like oh we did this yeah but mm. how do you tell that story what happened there in um like to externally and mm. last year funnel went to barcelona for camp funnel and I worked with two great uh, photographers and mm. videographers. Yeah, I remember. And yeah. we did some content around that. And I think that like that was super successful because I was very clear with them. Mm. 
that I want this to be like it should feel like you are part of this. Mm. It shouldn't be that you are look outside looking in. It should be that you feel like this is some place I could work and like this people I could hang out with. Mm. And the content we created was super super successful. Yeah, it was and really people great loved content. it and like candidates loved it. So always trying to like include people and not make it just like this our click. Hundred uh, percent. I think it's. <laughs> Of course, you can share a video like that internally and just be like, "Okay, yeah, I remember this happened. Oh, yeah, we had that keynote speaker speaker talking about this." And that's important as well. Like, that's really important to recap to like all come together, kind yeah. of like the check-ins that I talked about last time. Like yes. again, once you go back to your everyday work life, you can still look at that video and be like, "That's why I'm here. That's what we're talking I love about." That or moment, yeah. Whatever, whatever it might be. But again, if you're gonna do an event video and the plan is to actually distribute it externally afterwards yeah. that's when you have to get people hooked into what was it like what did you see what did you what did you do i mean people care about the food that you had yeah. but really all the food shots that we have from event videos here's some uh, cool uh, mini hamburgers yeah which like, i love but yeah love that <laughs> love that and love the food yeah. in general so not hating on that part but Again, I think it's so important that we also, like you say, you build the story so that you actually can bring someone with you. Otherwise, it's like listening to someone's conversation. Jesus, what's going on here? Listening to someone's Sorry. conversation and they're just doing internal jokes. Exactly. That's just what it is. I hate that. Yeah. Yep. Who doesn't? Who you doesn't? feel excluded and yeah. you don't want to fall into that trap, creating content, and then you're basically just excluding rather than including yeah. and bringing someone into it. Yeah, I agree. I but that's, that comes into storytelling, great storytelling, and it's hard. That's very hard. I mean, that's, uh, if you are good at storytelling, you're like... Did you win life? Yeah, but pretty, pretty much. <laughs> I, mean, I actually talked about this uh, yesterday. There's one guy at Funnel in the US. His, he's probably one of the most, uh, like he's told stories when we were watching Formula One, we were in Barcelona mm. and he was, the way he told stories, like we cried because it was so funny. And I realized that afterwards, like he is an exceptional storyteller yeah. of telling stories. I mean, he's super good at it. He's like, he knows how to have the, like the amount of details and mm. like buildings. Then it's like other people that are just making like they're telling a funny story and then they have to add too much details and it just yeah. because like eh, you know yeah 100%. so i think that having mm. actually practicing mm. storytelling or and or read online how to tell a good story i think that's a super valuable thing that people forget when it comes to employee branding mm. i think that's in everything like if you create written content video content podcast content whatever mm. be good at telling a story and you will see a lot of magic happening mm. Mm. Do you see that happening in your, for example, now you're at the client funnel. Mm. Do you see the marketing department at funnel doing this as well? Because I think storytelling, like storytelling about yeah. the product yeah, itself. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I think they're super good at talk, like talking about, because we're selling a product that can be like sometimes really difficult to understand kind mm. of. And it's very niche audience, like this digital marketing is B2B. It's not Apple or uh, mm. Swift where you have <laughs> consumer products because yeah. Face it, if you're selling a consumer product, you probably have a easier time attracting people uh, because they <laughs> understand like the product and stuff like mm. that, just like, like I told you. Mm. 
Funnel is a business to business company. We use like a, we have a digital marketing hub. I will not go into exactly what it does today, but yeah. And I think another episode. Another episode. I can have a funnel episode. <laughs> uh, but I think that what we said is that when attract we want to attract digital marketers to funnel. Mm. It's super good because then we have a bunch of people that know the product mm. because they're using the product. Mm. So it gets easier. So I mean Mm. There, then you have to tell a story around, you know, how can we actually uh, benefit it and mm. so on. And I think mm-hmm. storytelling, selling a product is super important as well and having some kind of narrative mm. and some story to work with. And I think Funnels Marketing Department is super good at that. Mm. Um, but I, I think sometimes that I struggle with is how do we tell a story to the, to the candidates that it's not working with uh, in marketing or, you know, like maybe in dev or... Uh, something that's not maybe too product related mm. that is product mm. related probably but still let's say finance or legal mm. whatever how do we convince them that this is an exciting company mm. i think that's sometimes a difficult part but you find your ways to do it yeah i want to regroup and go back yeah, to sorry. the apple thing where we started yes and now when i said it i kind of lost my thread but let's uh, let's um <laughs> Let's give it a try. So when you talked about Apple previously, mm-hmm. you said that, did I want to start working yeah. at Apple? And I was a little hesitant. Yeah. When I said Sweep, I was like, boom, you exactly. had me. Yeah, yeah. I want to go there right now. Yeah. Because it's I'm attached to the product. I'm invested in the product. Yeah. But do you know that, much about the culture at Sweep? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. It's honest, only product, honestly, yeah. only product. Yeah. I, I've... I mean, I think they're great people in the stores and they're very customer friendly and like all of those that, things. So that also makes a huge difference. That makes a huge difference. So, yeah. uh, yes. But what I was going to get to was more about the employer branding connection to the overall consumer brand that you have because users can easily become employees and employees might be turning into users. Promoted so, to customer. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Could Martin. Awesome. <laughs> That's a way to funnel people through. Yeah. Become an employee and then you buy a product. <laughs> no, but what I was going to say is that sometimes I feel when you're working with employer branding that you have to always voice the why. Yep. Going back to last episode when we talked about where do you start. But it's so interlinked with the consumer brand that it's, of course, very important to nurture your employer brand in that sense that bring the full scope because and a user like you you want to work at apple because you've seen all the products and everything and then on top of that you've seen content they created you probably heard great keynote speeches from from internal people as well and all of those things and that makes you feel excited that's the same with employer branding going for all companies that the overall consumer brand that you have or the product brand whatever you might be doing as a service or product that is also going to be a fundamental part in attracting people and building the story to them. And that is something that I think it's always so important also to bring to the table when you're talking about why should you work with employer branding, that it's really important that you understand that you might also be talking to users. So yep. candidates and users, they can be the same, they can be different. but. Sometimes you might also be talking to users just as much as maybe your ex- customer excellence uh, team yeah, yeah. are doing. Yeah. So you always need to have that. Like, that's why I think talent acquisition and those functions also are being challenged because they are 
they also need to be the they have the direct contact with users yeah. to collect feedback and insights and everything yeah. but not so prioritized internally but isn't that a thing that a lot of companies miss when it comes to employee branding is that they don't see, like they say employee branding is one thing and then they say marketing is another thing mm-hmm. and we don't work together because you guys are doing something different than marketing you know mm-hmm. it feels very typical conversation that i usually hear people having and but as you say like they affect mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. and i think that we actually have proof on that at funnel that one guy actually wrote to us saying like i saw this piece about this person and that kind of made me interested in funnel as a company and then mm. i looked into product and then i felt oh wow this was a cool product mm. and then i purchased the product you know mm. that is just amazing because we all like we are humans we are emotional we buy from we're not very rational in our uh, how we behave so why not have people that work at funnel or whatever company you work at showcasing that mm. i don't know if i derail here a bit no but, go for it but i think that as you say like users candidates like they are in somewhat in the same uh, atmosphere that you mm. need to work with and i think that if you put focus on the people promoting the people mm. that's going to benefit the product as well 100 percent. like it's 100 but question then when yeah. working yes when working with employer branding and for example the visual identity of an employer brand so for example visual, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. we're talking a lot about funnel here so kudos to funnel but just take that <laughs> as an example or let's take another one let's take ikea 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 um they have one visual identity for their product brand should their employer brand use a different visual identity the same do you mean like colors and stuff like that? colors and graphic elements maybe even fonts so everything about the brand i think there's a lot of especially for ikea it's a lot of you can do a lot of things with the product thing like the visual identity in the employee branding as well mm. like the as you said like you just when you said fonts i just realized how you can make like these cool headlines with the you know that the fonts they have in yeah. their product catalog they should do ads like job ads looking like looking. their uh, product tags exactly boom yeah. there you go another tip exactly no <laughs> free no but i think that you should combine it as much as possible because it's instead of having because that's also one another thing that's happened a lot of times happened with employee brand is that you separate it mm-hmm. so you have one employee brand you have one company brand in the end it's all everything is connected and you need to have be aligned with your company brand with mm. also employer brand because it's going to affect each other as we're told mm. so i think that just go with the same color but then you can do like stuff around it mm. you can actually use i mean it would be super cool to have employer branding video people sitting in a, you know one of the show showing rooms at mm. ikea you know use that use the product like this is mm. our most Sit sold product like sitting on this uh, most sold product that we have ever mm. created uh, this is one of the things I've been working, you know, stuff mm, like that. Mm. They have so, so much like stuff they could do. So my question now is, would you take a job at Ikea? No, <laughs> no but Ikea, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. One thing, though, that we are currently working with at Lunar is that to actually create an employee um, um, and visual identity for our employer brand, meaning that 
we have the lunar visual identity for for the overall brand okay. but we're also discovering into using perhaps some different colors and when i say different i don't mean pink whatever like we're, we're it's still connected to the whole yeah, brand it's, but it's still like connected to the whole brand but we might perhaps so say for example black is one of the colors that we use in lunar and everything and green and blue but we have decided to go wild with them uh, with a the black theme so instead of using the black and blue like lunar do for their uh, consumer brand this is just an example but mm. then we might use that in a different way so you, when you see the content or when you like connect with the employer brand you see ah oh, this is an employer brand related yes okay yeah um because we are not always talking to users we That's are not. sometimes talking to candidates what what mind blow um but at the same time we still want the two since we can't just define or we can't just you know select that only candidates can see this like we talked about users and candidates very much hand in hand mm. But we still want them to feel like, oh, that's that company talking. But we do want to do it with a little bit of a twist so that they are a little bit separated. Ah. And that is something that we are discovering right now that's and exploring. Super interesting. Nothing is set in stone, but that's going to be a fundamental piece in how we, for example, set the new creative initiatives for mm. the fall and 2024. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a super interesting idea to work with. Mm it's it's fun but it's also like you say you don't want to separate them too much because again it's not two different worlds we're still working under the same roof we're working for the same product yeah. development we're working underneath the same common mission and all of those things but we just want to show our people a little bit more but i like the idea that you say that you that kind of you see this and it's like ah it's employer branding related mm. or not but mm. it's yeah Mm. It's going to be interesting. You have to I'll tell uh, you more let about it. Let us know how it will go when you started. Yes. So in so next spring you will know if you <laughs> so listen to the podcast. In still. four years from now you'll hear about my success story doing a visual identity for a brand. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's um, it, and that's the thing that I also want to come back to when it comes to employee brand. It's all about like test and try. Of course, you can't change the color every week to see what works the best, but. Mm try experiment nudge see what happens if you for example have a pink background whatever yeah. it might be like don't get stuck in your ways always be cautious that you might be talking to users and candidates yeah so don't go wild being stupid but also dare to step away from what's already out there sometimes i feel so much that we end up in this box and it's like you can only do job ads in a written format and that's it like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, you can't, that's the only thing you can do. Yeah. But again, say that we just step a or we take a step back and we're like, okay, you don't know anything about how to attract candidates today. You don't, you haven't seen anything. You just blank your mind. You have no idea of what's been mm. ever done before. How would you do it? Design the process again. And maybe, I'm not saying that we should reinvent the wheel here, take the best parts, but don't get stuck in in your ways and too limited in that and but yeah but you also need to try stuff 100 yeah, because that's also one thing that consistency mm. don't underestimate that consistency is like key. just get stuff out and then you realize on the way this sucks this works this sucks this works mm. like i mean as long as you don't fuck up bad mm. just go for it are you a huge follower of gary v <laughs> and his uh, content uh, nah, strategy. I, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of content. I think mm. his uh, 
really good example on consistency and just mm. pushing content, being all over the place. Yeah, and listening to feedback because that's actually one of his. And feedback goes into how did it perform and all these yes. things. But he creates many different micro content pieces from an overall content thing that he has, and they have evergreen content uh, mm. format. But then from there, he creates so many different micro content pieces from it, and he always tests them to see how they perform and yeah. what response did he get and all these things and then he do either more of them or less of them which is the way you should work yeah <gasps> what's stopping us from doing it you think from us doing micro content no no, no but in general because i feel like uh -huh. again we're stuck into i like, think it's a lot of one thing is like people don't actually know how to measure it and stuff like that you gave me the look like Sophia what are you doing are we going <laughs> off script here no <laughs> uh, no but I think that that's people like knowledge I mean obviously it's like how do you do it like they, he has a team working with it so on mm. and then also what I was starting to get to now is that people like he has a lot of people working a lot of great people like everyone mm. not everyone a lot of people want to work with Gary Vee because he's one of the in forefront when it comes to marketing yep. so yep. he he'll have a lot of great people working with him and they try mm. a lot of stuff and I think that as employer branding people we also need to dare to try stuff mm. and not be like this should be perfect because sometimes you do stuff that you think is um, great and then it's not because I think that I mean my my girlfriend is studying UX design now mm. and they talk a lot about that You're like mm. don't design something just for yourself because yeah. it's very easy to like this looks pretty this looks nice and you think like okay this is what the customer is going to like but then you realize you post uh, you, you push the code or whatever it doesn't work because the customer that's not what the customer wants no to take a different route exactly mm -hmm. and always having that in mind just try stuff testing out and kind of get the feedback back and mm. like in numbers but also like comments and stuff like that mm. and then take it from that like you need to discover you can't be perfect from the start Wow, I can't be perfect from the start. I think that's a good uh, end because you need to... Yeah, I have town hall in town eight minutes. In eight minutes. But I think mm. I, one thing before we leave this yes. episode... Before we leave the room. Next podcast, mm -hmm. I want you, and I, I'm going to do it as well, to do like, not research a company, but think of a company that you would like to work for. Sweef. No, but not Sweef. <laughs> okay, okay. Another okay. company than Sweef. But also we need to be like a bit more specific. Yeah, I know. So like content, uh, mm. why, like in the beginning, why? Mm. Do they have an interesting product, whatever? And then like what kind of content, how did they like get your attention from mm. the beginning and stuff like Try to like as specific as possible and we're kind of going to do a case yeah. maybe around it and talk about it. Sure. And then we'll see. Good idea. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thank Let's you, Martin. Thank this was you for awesome. This, uh, thank you for coming. And thank you, everyone, for listening in. Should we say what podcast they listen to? Because you want to do the intro. Right. Should we do an no, outro? an outro. You are listening to Generation EB. <laughs> and now you can cut that into the beginning <laughs> of the podcast. And then we'll go from here. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> See you guys. See you. Bye. Bye.